right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I know you like on a personal level, you know, those interactions on Facebook, I've known you to be a person that is really, you know, straightforward about, you know, wellness and self-development and kind of like clearing your mind and finding kind of like that inner peace and tranquility by taking action and stuff like that. And that kind of like resonated with me. And I know like in the past, we've wanted to kind of like connect and have these have this conversation and talk about things and stuff like that. And I'm glad that we're finally here and that we're finally sitting down because I feel like you're one of the special people, you know, you. who's really trying to kind of like go out there and spread that positivity to people. So tell me, where like, how did you get in to that area you know what I mean? how did you get into that topic of like wellness and stuff like that what led you to that 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 is a powerful question uh it all started when i was uh, graduating from college i started political science um and i thought to myself should i study law or should i keep on following this path because uh, uh, someone, a colleague presented me a network marketing company called Organogold. It, it was a okay. organic coffee product that you okay. could sell and you also uh, reach, out, reach out to people and create a network of distributors and gain an additional income, a multi-level marketing. And I stayed there for two years <laughs> But then there were so many books that the mentors and other entrepreneurs inside that company were sharing that I just went into that rabbit hole. And uh, I started thinking to myself, why don't I create my own personal brand and share what I have learned? And throughout the years after that, that decision was made, I thought to myself, okay, this is good to help to have all this book and all, and all this uh, tools, but there's a reality behind all that uh, self-help culture. And that's uh, what came into my mind uh, after all these years developing content. I thought to myself, okay, there are other things that are, uh, how do you say, beneath the surface of all that content. So, Right. It, has, it has been a powerful journey when the decision of creating a personal brand uh, was made because I learned that it's not about giving uh, advice and, and inspiring people and motivating and, and all that stuff, which is, it, is, it can be done anyways. It, it is about documenting and sharing the raw material, the process that uh, some people are afraid to share. Okay. And okay. I kind of, uh, it has been a never ending path of, of self discovering uh, what I truly resonate with. So uh, at, at that year from 22 to 24, that awakening happened. Uh, do I really want to be a, a lawyer, a corporate lawyer, or I want to, do I want to create? Uh, my own career with social media and, and, and all those ideas popped into my mind. And I said to myself, there's so much that can be created in, in this uh, digital arena because well, when you share videos and you share your stories, you connect in a deeper level with people. So I said to myself, this is something that I really like and I, and I really enjoy doing that I would 
do it for free for the rest of my life. But there's a reality. You can make money when you help others uh, with their uh, own situations and uh, right. also help them, uh, either create income. That's me with the uh, sales and marketing, what I've learned, share them uh, uh, with other people and uh, or help them and understand what is uh, a, a paradigm or a mental block that it, that it is stopping the person from achieving that, uh, how do you say, clarity and, and inner peace right. to work out on their profession and also the, their personal development, so to speak. Right, right, right. So, wow, you, I mean, Okay, so I want to go back to the part where you talked about branding, right? You said you said so much and there's a lot to kind of like unpack and kind of like look at, you know what I mean? When it comes to branding, right? I feel like branding, there are brands all around us, or at least there've always been brands around us, right? But now people are more aware of the fact of what it means to recognize a brand, right? Mm -hmm. And to kind of like at least try to develop their own brand. Right. Mm -hmm. And like one of the first uh, things I saw from you was the Dima Romano. Right. Mm -hmm. And so walk me through that process. Like what was the process of building that brand? What were the, those things, excuse me, those areas that kind of like interested you to put together that brand and bring Dima Romano and everything that it entails to the market, so to speak? Okay, uh, now after four years, almost five, in, in this year, 2021, and I believe April 3rd, uh, it will be five years of creating the brand. And this is the, sorry, I, uh, something was <laughs> taken out. No, no, don't worry. Uh, no, you're good, you're good. At, at the fifth year of uh, mm. Creating this brand, and now is that I, that I have more clarity and learning mm -hmm. how to uh, really integrate what I want to create. Because some, something happens when one person creates a personal brand. Sometimes the person wants to do a lot of things and 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 have a lot of failures and and overcome different uh, adversities, and that is my story. So uh, to answer that question, um, I created this, this project because I wanted to not only uh, show people that have uh, difficulty with concentration or different, um, what did you say, uh, again, mental blocks. I created this to show that you can do it, it with uh, with help of people with a circle of influence that can help us structure. So I, again, this is the fifth year that I'm uh, developing um, content and I have narrowed down uh, what was stopping me. So I wanted to create this project to show the world that you can achieve uh, your dreams when you put your body, mind, and heart into it. And uh, can you help me if I moved away from the, the, the topic, if I did? Or am I going on, on the straight line of, of the question? No, you're, you're good, you're good. 
Absolutely, go ahead. You're doing great. Okay, so that is why I um, I am still doing this project because I, I think I I said it I, I have I have shared this uh, before, but uh, I have ADHD, so it is uh, uh, it is very difficult to concentrate. But the other side is that I can hyper focus. I can either not be concentrated, have, having struggle concentrated, concentrating, or I could be so focused on that thing that I get single-minded. And um, I have shown uh, throughout the years of creating this that things like exercising, uh, meditation have helped me overcome um, different roadblocks in creating content. Um, right. So, the main thing about this is uh, when you create a personal brand, a lot of things uh, it will will be uh, shown in in your path. Like, uh, do you really want what you're creating, or is this, or is it just uh, something you want to try? Uh, and I right. truly found out that this is my passion because it scared me to death. But uh, I saw the like the big picture in a micro scale. And an example of that could be when a student, uh, I was working at two jobs in Puerto Rico and I, I was making four bucks an hour as a server plus tips, but I, I didn't even make a thousand dollars a month. Uh, and, right. I was, and I was uh, being diminished sometimes by people that knew me from town. Oh, look at him. He's 27 and he's still working on restaurant and stuff and having a degree. And I know this is a, like, a, it is normal, you know, in, in every place. But the point yeah, is, yeah. I was doing my, I was focusing on my craft. I was saying to myself, you're not what other people, other people think of you. You are what you want to project and create. And if you feel congruent, right. what you're doing. Right. And so like you, you mentioned something that was super interesting, you know, all of it, you know, but something that I was like, wow, the ADHD situation, you know what I mean? You have this situation this you know you're, you're afflicted with this with this with this uh you know this this issue right where you can't focus on one thing mm -hmm. but you're able to take that and kind of like flip it and turn it into a strength and turn it into a superpower so to speak because in a day like if you think about like in today's society or today's you know digital society there's so many things that you can focus on that we really focus on nothing you know what i mean like there's you know our timelines are constantly being packed you know what i mean whether it be on twitter facebook snapchat whatever there's mm -hmm. always new content being produced and it's really hard to kind of like you know focus on one thing and focus on one thing for an extended period of time and the fact okay. that you were able to take that issue that you have and flip it and turn it into something that's like a strength in regards to pursuing your goal, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. And I think it's a thing that people, you know, got to like take into account, like, hey, if I can take this weakness and this perceived weakness, right, and change it into a strength, I'm going to be able to get along and, and, you know, move closer towards what I want in life, right? Yeah. And so, you know, and, and, and that's, that's definitely an amazing thing, you Thank know, you. and so... No, absolutely. And so you have, you're, you're in your, you know, you're in your pueblo, right? You're in your town, 
right? And so you're serve, you're you're acting as a server, you're making your money, honestly, you're doing your thing and stuff like that. And people, you know, people always want to talk. They're always yeah. going to say something. It's like it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like they're going to talk anyway, right? And so how has that? And I think you were going into this, right? How has like having to deal with that external pressure affected your outlook towards building the brand that you want? Damn, man, that, that question, first of all, thank you, because it, it gets me very emotional because now I can see all, all the sacrifices that I have done to achieve uh, this present moment, like having a mental clarity. So two things, bless you for giving me that positive energy. Hey, Amen, thank you. Thank you, it's, your, it's, it's nothing, man. It's, it's credit where credit is due. And, and helping me get back to the, to the how do you say it, the main point? Because I wanted to- No, no, you're doing, you're doing great. You're doing great. Like you, it's just, you know, you have all this story that you want to share and it's just, you know, we got to get to it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, go ahead, do your thing, man. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'm here. I'm just, I'm listening. I'm an active listener. Forget it. Awesome, dude. Uh, so there was this uh, student, he, he was the president of the owner's program back in the- University of San Germán, Interamericana. Okay, and right. he told me, hey, Manu, why don't you come uh, this week and, and talk to us about the art of forgiveness? And, and that was the week that I got, how do you say, unjust, uh, un, uh, how do you say, when you got fired and, and it was an, an unfair, uh, how do you say, layoff? Unjustly. Yeah, it was, you just, that is another like, story, but it will take like 30 minutes, so I don't want to deviate. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I had to give an, uh, a speech about forgiveness the week after I got laid off. I had like a dollar and 24 cents in my pocket. And I, and I was like, how the heck am I like a, this uh, motivational speaker? And, and, and I went like, you know what, I'm going to go anyways, because if he called me uh, to share content, it's because him and other people resonated with the content. And I said to myself, this is the opportunity to just do it. And he even wrote me a, a very professional letter with all the, the other students. And I thought it was going to be like for 30 people because um, it was for the honor students. But then uh, when students started to, to arrive, uh, they didn't have space in the, in the classroom, in, in, the, in, the, in the library. And I was like, oh, I started to get nervous. And uh, I called a buddy of mine like, uh, hey, dude, I'm, I'm nervous, but uh, I know I can do it. And, and he, he is a, a friend that uh, we always, uh, go out, have fun, and we talk about spirituality and stuff. And he told me, Manolito, ahora tú estás, tú asustado luego de, de, de tantas loqueras que tú haces, y estás asustado. Estás poniendo presión. You, you're giving pressure to yourself. You already got this, bro. And it was like the fourth, fourth time that I shared content in public. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I, I said to myself, you know what? Uh, God, just speak through me. Don't, don't let it be about me. When I share the, the content, I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about them, how I can help them. So I felt like peace just seconds before sharing content. 
And I had this uh, conference written down because sometimes when I write down things, it helps my subconscious mind to absorb a little bit. And I have photographic memory. Mm -hmm. My short-term memory is a little bit muddled, but uh, the, I can see like pictures and words uh, easily. So okay. uh, I, I got a grasp of it, but I said to myself, you know what, speak from the heart. And you have the introduction in your mind. You have the development of the the content and then you have the conclusion and I shared uh, I shared a lot of things and I, I also shared the story of, of what happened on both restaurants and and people were really like uh, engaged with what I was saying and I said to myself it doesn't matter about the the money that I could be making uh, uh, it doesn't matter what people say about me uh, oh, this guy, a, a blogger sharing content and he's working at, at a restaurant. It doesn't matter any of that. And, and I shared it from, from, from the heart and everybody was like engaged. And, it, and I said to them, it is about what, how I can create a, a positive effect by not giving up. That is the, the, the wheel of fire uh, that I want to share with people. And there was a moment that I shared, I, I shared with them that I felt uh, my mind got blank. And the first time that I talked in public in front of my parents. So there was a, a process um, of forgiving myself of, for failing. And, uh, and I got back again and I told them that it, it is okay to fail. And it doesn't matter the humiliation or, or what people think of you when you really are uh, passionate about what you want to create and you're congruent in thoughts, mind, uh, uh, emotions, everything, you make it happen. And this, this right now, me talking to you guys is one of the many dreams that I have had for more than four years. And to talk this fluently with energy and passion and, 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 and just wanted to give you this energy because it's not only the words, it's the story, it's the energy that I want to share with you. And everybody was like very engaged. And, and when my mind went in blank in that conference also, because I got distracted, I, I, I saw a straight path, a straight line. And I said to myself and shared with everyone, uh, who here want, has a dream that wants to create something? straight line uh, kid went up, went up. Oh, I want to be a graphic designer. I want to create. Oh, awesome. And, and, and what are your goals? And, and he, he, the energy, I saw the energy like moving in, in a straight line. Everybody was engaged and that gave me time to recalibrate and get back on track. So uh, right. he shared that and oh, give him a round of applause. And then you see that energy going towards him and then going back again. And it was beautiful, man. I saw, like, I felt really present because it was outside of the library in front of a flamboyant tree. It felt amazing. It's energy. It's energy, nature, outside, it was connected. I saw the, uh, the success that I wanted, like uh, uh, giving content on hotels, coliseum, that I know that will be done in, in a couple of, of uh, months to years because that is one of my dreams that I want to do after I stabilize of my time here. I want to get course. back again to content creation and when this pandemic uh, dissipates slowly, hopefully, um, mm -hmm. I want to get back on that and, and I know I can make it but uh, this this is the 
the year to, you know, write down and okay. structure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's impressive first and foremost. Okay. And you said the topic of the seminar was forgiveness, right? Yes. Yeah, right. And so what, what is it? Okay. What is it about forgiveness that resonates with so many people, especially the millennials of this generation, you know, because it, it's that topic, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's something that is so tough for a lot of people to be able to forgive and to forgive others. And more importantly, to be able to forgive yourself, right? It's, it's a very powerful and hard thing to do. And so I feel like, you know, in your opinion, what do you think is like that? Why is it so hard or why is it so difficult for people to grasp the idea of forgiveness? Wow. I am thinking on, on so many topics at the same time about forgiveness for because mm. we we were in the transition of uh, not having a computer in our hands to having one and then the internet uh, got into uh, our hands and, and having all this information right in our hands and then reading throughout history all the atrocities and injustice that have happened and in an unconscious level some millennials said to us oh but i'm i'm entitled to this because this happened and, and all this uh history that we have in, in our minds because of what we've been reading um some of them got like oh man but why should i keep on um working hard if, if history is just going to repeat itself that is what, what i think on a, on a deeper level but i said to myself i don't want to be one of, of that part of the millennials there are a lot of uh, millennials that want to work hard that want to be entrepreneurs that uh, uh right. really work hard for to, to to be part of a change because if history if history repeats itself well we can be either the ones that are stagnant that take everything that uh, has been done and say oh, this is how life is or be part of the change because if if history is going to repeat itself why don't we be the ones that have that can change as long as we can live and breathe we still can help change that is my um some people tell me oh you're you're living in your own utopic world you don't you see chaos <laughs> and i said and i say to myself well if there is something worth um striving and fighting fighting for you might as well you know i trying right 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 and, and you know it's it's interesting that you say that because i i feel that people kind of like okay why are you you know why are you, they, they, they might say to you why are you being able to live you know in this utopic you know fantasy etc 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 but one thing that they fail to consider is not that you're living in, in a utopic fantasy, is that you're able to live despite the chaos happening outside, you know, and that's, and, and that's, I think that's living, you know what I mean? And I really believe that living, you know, living, suffering is living, you know what I mean? Like you, you have to suffer, you have to suffer every single day, you know, and it's not, you know, and it's suffering on different levels, of course, mm -hmm. but if you're able to thrive despite the suffering if you're able to figure out ways despite the suffering and pay the tribute needed to be able to live a good life mm -hmm. i think that it's worth believing in instead of just thinking oh everything around me is chaos 
everything is chaos. I'm entitled to this. What's going on? No. You know what I mean? It's more like, hey, the chaos is happening outside, but I'm able to make sense of my little piece of the world and thrive despite the chaos, you know? Exactly. And so... Right. And it's just like, it's like right now, like you, you know, and again, and another yet another reason why I thought of you, I thought of interviewing you, you know, it's because you have this brand. And when I think Dingo Romano, the first thing that comes to my mind is wellness. You know what I mean? The first thing that I come to my mind is like, oh, positivity. And I never seen you like on Facebook on the time, like ever share something that's negative, you know? And I know that you're a human being because, you know, we have negative thoughts all the time, but to be able to persist in positivity in a tempered, you know, positivity, not like a pos- like a naive, like, oh, everything's going to be great all the time. Always. Mm-hmm. No, but like, hey, I'm doing good. Everything's OK. I'm making it happen. I'm making it work. You know, positivity. It's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? And it's it's excellent. Excellent. And I can't wait to see what you have in store for you. for your brand coming up next. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's It's incredible. Thank you, man. Uh, there's a lot of, of, of things that I have in mind. I, and I said to myself, I have to be uh, an example in this thing that I was um, neglecting a little bit because I was reading a lot of content and, and creating my own system and it's okay. But I said to myself, this year, uh, share content, but be low key about it and get a mentor. So you can really, uh, all these years that you have uh, created uh, and, and different ideas that have failed, what are the, the small details that have stopped those ideas? And I can share this for any entrepreneur uh, that wants, wants to start something new. Uh, that week that I shared content that I only had $1 on my account, I made five hundred dollars uh, helping someone uh, with their small business, uh, selling uh, how do you say solar panels, and like three hundred. Uh, I mean, another four hundred and fifty dollars doing three conferences because I started out uh, didn't know how, right. how much should I charge for the conferences. So the small details are. Um, don't put a price range until you have duplicated yourself on your first five clients. That is what I learned in a deeper level. So I made a thousand bucks in two weeks, but I was all over the place and I wanted to do so much. I could have done more, but it's okay. It's a learning process. So of course, I am I sharing this because this year I know I can make uh, income of what I've done uh, before I could raise those videos up with video ads, all that yada yada. I can create more content. So that is why I, why I wanted to share that to other people that I know I can make the income. Absolutely. Fine. So that is what I would share to anyone starting out. Like before you, you can uh, share your content and see how you fail or see failure, but get back up fast and see it as an experiment. So you can analyze the data, 
gather a, as much information as you can and get a mentor. So you don't have to go through a lot of, of years if you're very congruent in your craft. That is the best advice that I would share to someone starting out. Okay, okay. Um, so, hmm. again, you, you, you put together all of these points. And so when it comes to the economic side of wanting to be like a self-help, of knowing your worth and kind of like understanding how much you should be paid for your services. How do you, what, what is it, do you, what, what process do you go through? You know what I mean? To kind of like say, okay, I'm going to charge you X amount of dollars for this amount of time during this, uh, during this, um, for this seminar or whatever. How do you, you know, how do you go about that? Okay, that is, that is a, a great question. What I would, what I would do now on my uh, 29 years old, <laughs> When I started, it was all over the place. I would uh, grab five people, help them achieve the the results that they want to uh, have from thirty to ninety days. In the, it could be multi level marketing, it could be anything regarding sales, and see how uh, they increase their income and help others. Uh, people on, on their network uh, because multi-level marketing, you duplicate on your uh, people in your organization. So as long as they are making money, you're making money up their, uh, how do you say, uh, network. So everybody gains income, right? So the important part is to duplicate yourself on the people and I will do that. Make them uh, okay. achieve their financial goals uh, realistic financial goals so that way I would then go to the conferences and share that testimony because it's easier when you already uh, have your testimony when I started out I didn't I had the testimonies but I didn't apply that part of the how do you say uh, a structure because obviously okay. testimonials are uh one of the most important parts of uh, marketing business and, and all that good stuff, good stuff. So I would mm. do that and uh, to correct the, the, the new uh, structure of the personal brand. So I started out charging like a uh, hundred bucks because I, I thought to myself, oh, that, that was my, my paradigm. Uh, at the moment, oh, they're students, they don't have any money because uh, I, I was struggling when I was studying. So that's that was my mindset. They okay, could, so you're like kind of empathizing to a certain extent. Okay. Yeah, and it's okay, but sometimes, uh, and I, I learned that the majority of times, when you have to work hard for something, you give it more value than when you're given something for free because it didn't took you that uh, hard work, that sweat, that uh, uh, I really work hard for this, then a gift. Mm -hmm. Some people really mm -hmm. understand, whoa, this gift is really powerful, but the majority, uh, if, you, if we take the law of average, majority will say, oh, I got it for free. <laughs> you see, so that is yes. a, a psychology behind the process. So again, I, right. I would duplicate my, uh, my strength and knowledge in the people that I help 
and then I would go and part because that would be the prototype product. Okay. Okay. Excellent. The, Excellent. The, the five people before the launch product. Right. So now, so you've been able to set a price. You help these people out, right? And you're able to duplicate um, their their. How do you say what? What were we duplicating exactly? Okay. Oh, that, you, um, okay. The, the experience that I had in Puerto Rico was helping people with their small businesses. But uh, okay, gotcha. the audience I, I targeted, I was all over the place because I did not know at the time uh, what people really were ready to uh, work with the system that I created that it was just okay. a, a easier system. It didn't involve doing all that CRM software. Uh, it was uh, working with a market that they already had on their different pages. And I saw results in, in people, but I did not know the value of my work until I traveled here in the United States and I saw more different entrepreneurs charging like 10 times what I was charging with less the, the work and less the results. So that is a part of the learning process, the learning curve that I, um, uh, I saw manifesting. So I said to myself, take a break before you do something again and really touch the numbers, uh, uh, start creating a structure and see the numbers uh, so you can get a good ROI, a re good return of investment. Yeah, return of investment, right. It's okay to be considerate, but if you're too considerate, people won't see the, the real value of what you're- um, That's true, you're right you're helping them create and, and I right and you know and and you know and I, I think that's an issue that is pretty rampant in Puerto Rico as well mm -hmm. you know me having like you know offered my own services and stuff like that in Puerto Rico like people you, you people usually want or a lot of people believe that they can kind of like like scrape by and kind of like okay um, I want to get this for cheap how can I get this for a cheaper price how can I, you know, can you give me a special on it, you know, so on and so forth, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, it's a challenge, kind of like saying, this is how much I'm charging. And if you're unable to pay it, then we have no business doing business with each other. Exactly. You know, exactly. And like, and, and that's it. And I, and I found that like, and there's like this, I, didn't, I think it's a toxic part of the culture where it's like, okay, I'm going to see how, how, what type of, what type of discount I can get or how I can pay a little bit less for a service and stuff like that. And I think that's, it, I think it's, it's a toxic thing. And I think it's something that a lot of people kind of like a lot of small business owners, you know, get frustrated with, you know, and um, I, you know, and instead of saying, you know, like, okay, instead of going to somebody who actually, who offers the price, they'd rather go to somebody that, you know, offers this service and the service is super expensive, right? And stuff like that. And they're looking for some type of discount, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, dude, like if this is the price, be prepared to pay. If not, 
go somewhere else where you can pay the price, you know? Exactly. And so small business owners, you know, have to leave a lot on the table because a lot of the clients that they have, you know, at, you know, have that behavior mm -hmm. and they end up losing profit for themselves, even though they are well worth the value, you know? And it's yep. a very sad thing. Now you, you go to the United States and this is not to say anything about like United States and Puerto Rico or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not about that, but you go to the United States, you see people are really willing to spend money. You know, they're really willing to kind of like, Oh, you know, 300 bucks. Okay. Let's do it. You know, that's not to say that people who are, you know, who want to like the discounts don't exist, but I don't think that's the over overarching culture either, you know, and, you know, in Puerto Rico, when I was in Puerto Rico, I experienced that a lot, you know, like where, okay, I'm offering this business. Um, and then they come and they're trying to look for discounts. And that's something that totally frustrated me. It's like, no, this is how much it costs. Like, if you don't like it, that's fine. You can go find somebody else. That's the, oh my God, you, you just reminded me of uh, this gentleman that I, uh, I met him two weeks ago in Thermo Fisher. He's, he started as a history teacher when he was on, he's 60, uh, he's, he'll be 60 in November 15 this year. So he okay. got laid off from Capital One after he did a lot of businesses to help gain millions of dollars to that company. He told me he was a history teacher for five years when he was on his early 30s. And the point that I wanted to share about this is um, he doesn't need this work, but he was laid off and he, he wants to become a millionaire so he can help his family, his, uh, how do you say, uh, nietos, his grandchildren, go to college and, and if he gets a disease, he can pay it cash. All, all that mindset that business owners and entrepreneurs have. And he told me the mm -hmm. same thing, like um, he, he, he got very strong because he suffered a lot of discrimination and racism uh, mm -hmm. growing up in his uh, profession when he was a banker. Mm -hmm. He's a Bra Brazilian Afro-American and- okay. And he told me that uh, if you don't like, uh, if you don't want to do business with me, there's, you can uh, go ahead and find another one. And, and he even uh, refers, uh, the, refers the client to another people. And then he got the results for other clients. And when the person came back to the bank, mm. he told mm. me, the, the client asked the boss, hey, who is the, the person with the most numbers here? That guy over there. And the client went like, so the point being of mm -hmm. what I wanted to share is um, sometimes people either discriminate or are mm -hmm. color of the skin or just have so, so many, how do you say, a toxic uh, mentality, mm -hmm. like what you just right, said. Right. Uh, Regatial, I say taking uh, things like to, um, yeah, like mm -hmm. how do you say what's the word regatial? The word for regatial is kind of like haggle. You know what I mean? Try to haggle for a price. It's some kind of a rebuff. It's it's um, it's like kind of like haggling for the price and kind of like oh let me see where I can get a little bit cheaper. Oh can you give it to me for um you know if it's 30 bucks can you give me it for 25 if it's 25 can you give me 15 and i i understand like the the you know for in some cases the importance of doing it but you know some people gotta just you know you gotta stay like hey this is 30 you know what i mean pay me 30 if not keep it moving 
and the thing is, uh, if 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 it was a, a smart client, that client would do a research of of people mm -hmm. that do, do the services and see the price. But one thing that I see uh, is that even they do that and they know that it's a price range below the, the standard of those big companies and they still do that. Uh, and I'm like, that person is, you're paying that person for all the years of the hard work. It's like a story that I saw of, of someone that studied mechanics, engineering, all that stuff. And that person had to go through a lot of processes to learn how to take uh, how do you say un tornillo, uh, a, a nail mm. specifically? For, yeah. And the person, right? When the person asked for the price, oh, that mm -hmm. it, will be a, it will be a thousand bucks. A thousand, a thousand bucks just to pick up a nail. It's not only to pick up the the the, the nail from the. It's beach. it's learning which nail to pick and how to you know and how to take it, all that stuff right. Everything that came before that, you know what I mean? Like you're you're paying for my knowledge to be able to identify the problem and resolve it quickly. Exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. And people don't see that, you're right. And people don't see that, absolutely not. And so going going back to uh, your brand, Indimolo Manu, right? What, what do you foresee for your brand in the next, say, five years? Wow, that's a powerful question. And I thank you for that because this is the, the month, the first month of the year. So what I see uh, in, uh, for the next five years, I would do a, uh, I will do a, a, like a shift and build companies around it. Okay. But okay. It, I know it will take me five years, but one of my dream goals is to create a social media marketing agency as a ramification of that personal brand, Dime Romano. Another one would be, uh, leadership training it will have meditation it would have uh, uh what not to do during the learning process so you know right have to right right stuff. and the third one that i am uh very excited is uh, a, a video marketing coaching how to express yourself in a way that you relate deeply but i know that before i get to those three um, uh, versions of, of the company, uh, the three different companies. Um, I know that I have a lot more to learn before I, I do that. So it will take me like a year. Right. So who are, cause you're, you're besides the fact that you're like into the wellness, you know, there's a very intellectual component to Dimelo Manu and the brand, you know what I mean? And I've always picked up on it. And I'm always like, okay, this guy, what this guy is saying is a little bit deeper than the, you know, like, oh, like the self-care stuff that we usually hear about throughout the internet. And so it makes me think, and it's a question I want to ask, um, who are some intellectuals or anybody, right, who inspire you and the Dimelo Manu brand? That is a, an awesome question. I. I still read a lot of uh, uh, spiritual mm -hmm. teachers, and um, one that I that that really uh, 
it was, I think, six years ago that I started reading a little bit. It was Eckhart Tolle. He talks a lot about being present in the moment. And uh, Eckhart Tolle really helped me to understand, um, to not go through too much analytical thinking. I still do that because it's part of my personality. I analyze a lot. Right, it's part of who you are. Right. But it helps me to stay present in the moment. And I'm uh, Eckhart Tolle. There was a author called Dale Carnegie for the pub public speaking aspect. Yeah, uh, Dale Carnegie. I've heard of him. Yeah. He uh, the book How to Make Friends and Influence People. Awesome book. Beautiful book. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Amazing book. It was written, I believe, in the 1929. So it was mm -hmm. manifested in the silent generation. And it talked a lot about uh, uh, the success barriers and how to have a, a mindset uh, moving more to success and uh, what to do and what not to do, like a, like a guideline. Right. And right. another book that really um, has helped me that uh, a friend of mine has introduced and I started reading it four years ago but it was so then couldn't understand it is the Bhagavad Gita I'm super in this but the things that he shared uh, when when I uh, stopped like even analyzing it and just grasping the concept it gives peace and right it also talks about meditation and how to be more present so Thing that book is amazing, and read a little bit of uh, Dostoevsky. I don't know if it's spelled right. Dostoevsky. Yeah, yeah. Dostoyevsky. Absolutely. Oxley. I've been reading a little bit and seeing videos mostly. Mostly, he was uh, ahead of his time, and also Dostoevsky. I don't know if I'm spelling it. No, you're good. You're good. And Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson also, uh, I think you, you've uh, also, uh, you told me, I, I think a couple of years ago about the maps of meaning, if I'm not mistaken, you sent me that PDF. Yes. So Jordan yeah. Peterson mm -hmm. really has helped me also a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I've, I've, you know, I resonate with the people that you mentioned, Dostoevsky, I hope I'm saying his name correctly too. Um, Tolstoy, uh, even, you know, even a little bit of Nietzsche, you know, um, I guess that's kind of like the popular picks, right? Um, and Jordan Peterson as well, absolutely. Jordan Peterson, you know, I, and he's become very popular in recent years, you know, and I think that the fact that his information and the information that he provides is so accessible to mm -hmm. everyone, you know what I mean? And it kind of like fills a gap. I feel like it really, I could see how it fills a gap of something that used to be there that people needed. You know what I mean? People, and, and the fact that he's become so popular and that he has millions of views on his YouTube site and that his books are super popular. And I think he's coming out with another book this year, as a matter of fact. I think it comes out in March or April. I'm not sure. Um, I think it's the second second half of the 12 Rules for Life, uh, 12, Ru 12 Rules for Life uh, book that came out maybe two years two years ago. And um, yeah, just those people that you mentioned are people and who share concepts that 
go beyond the surface and go beyond like if life were if life were an ocean it goes beyond like the first 100 feet of depth of the ocean but and, and then continues to go down and and it goes below even below the ocean floor right and a lot of the concepts that they put forth really challenge us to kind of like look at ourselves critically you know mm-hmm. and there's a really strong uh theme of self-responsibility and taking taking a hold of your own agency to move forward and handle the pressures and challenges and issues of life because life will have those things you know and so I could see that I could see that kind of like permeated I could see that kind of like in the demon Omanu brand and I could see it kind of like hey look you know anything that we do we have to be able to kind of like progress and you know be able to pull ourselves up and handle business and make the best out of the cards that were dealt yeah right absolutely absolutely so no that's those are incredible choices man absolutely i you know this those, really something that i would that i would definitely that i definitely have to go back to those guys are uh they have helped me to understand things that um sometimes i <clears throat> either take up for granted or didn't see before because sometimes we get uh how do you say on these loops and i'm talking about for my experience uh i get overthinking so much the the details and i'm like dude just let go so you can let new ideas flow and when i do that there's like an instant paradigm shift like holy shit. yeah Why was I stuck here? Oh, and and I see and I in I can even feel it on 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 the body like right. changes and and it flows easier. So it is powerful to to read and and really uh, try to to take those ideas and see how they can work on your daily life. For example, when I started reading from Dale Carnegie, I started to apply mm-hmm. and. Right. Different people started to arrive. Like I would see, like oh, now I understand why I'm here because you really are right. the how do you say the el resultado. You're the result of the five people that you surround yourself the most. So right, if you're surrounded by people that are not goal oriented, or not only that, I only like to, uh, how do you say, uh, sit down and criticize others and and don't try to even see how, how they can progress or even talk about some simple things like business and money. Oh, how can I uh, uh, make right. create opportunities? That's just my thinking, right? You, you, People don't have to do that, but if, if you want to make a change, but you're surrounded by people that talk about change every time, but then the conversation shifts to criticize and gossip and, and you don't go, right. and you, you know, the, the... Right, right. And, and I, don't, I don't think people are aware of mm-hmm. how much that is so normal 
in our society, you know, and to sit down and criticize, you know, mm-hmm. I always look at it like, you know, Pareto principle, like 80, 20, 80% of the time, mm-hmm. you know, conversations are not generative. You know what I mean? 80% of the time we're talking, we're criticizing other people. We're complaining about something. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, that's the wrong thing to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, and be like, oh, it wasn't, you know, I never done it before because of course I've done it, you know, mm-hmm. and of course everyone will do it. And we will continue to do it, you know, because that's just what it means to be human in society, you know, but there's something to be said about having the awareness like, oh, I am criticizing a person. Should I continue to engage in this? And instead of like working on myself or putting positive energy into the conversation, you know, it's, it's okay that it happens to me. It's okay that it happens, but it's not okay for you not to recognize that it's happening. And to have to have that conscious decision to be like, okay, I'm going to stop doing this so I can put more positive energy into this, exactly. you know. And so that's like that. That's my thing. You know what I mean? Like we have to re- we have to remain human. You know what I mean? And we have to understand we're not going to be these perfect beings. Like, oh my God, I never criticize anybody or I exactly. never complain because that's not true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I have to I have to be like, look, dude, I understand. Like I, I'm I'm self aware of what I'm doing mm-hmm. and I'm going to stop doing it or I'm going to do it less so I can put my energy into other things. And I think that's like the thin line. That's where the thin line between success and failure is drawn, you know, exactly. like no. self, self-awareness. And it is so great that you mentioned that because yeah, there will be some times that we just need to vent and, and, and speak what we're feeling because if not, we, we just get stuck in, 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 in that resentment right. of not sharing how you really feel and it takes in a form right. of an illness because it is like that. Mm. Because uh, from right. a thought becomes the, how do you say, thought creates emotion, emotion creates the result. So depending on how you calibrate your emotions, you will have your results in life. So, and, and that is scientifically proven. So the point being is you're, I, I, am, uh, I agree with you. We, we have to obviously remain human. Of course, of course, absolutely. And so, you know, and tying this all back to, you know, um, you know, to Manu, you know what I mean? And tying it back to what you want to do with your brand and, you know, trying to like extending it and stuff like that. I think it's a really refreshing thing. And I really feel like people are going to continue resonating with it as long as you keep on putting in the energy that you are into it, you know, but it's, it's really important that people kind of like become a little bit more self-aware of themselves. So, because it's all, it's all about like, Oh, what's going on outside of my door, what's going outside out of the window. You know what I mean? The things that are happening, you know, thousands of miles away, but no, but rarely, or maybe we should stop to consider more what's going on within our homes. You know what I mean? And I'm using the home as like a metaphor as ourselves, you know, say what's going, what's that, uh, what's going on in our homes? Uh, is everything okay? Are we working towards, you know, organizing the mess? Are we sifting through everything? So on and so forth. You froze on me there, Manu. 
Hello? Okay, I just resumed the recording again. Okay, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit and everything, so don't worry. Like this part is probably gonna be edited out, and then I'm gonna fix it up. So we're gonna be okay. So it's good. So yeah, uh, what were you saying? I apologize. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. No, no, I I totally agree, man. And to resume uh, all these thoughts that I was uh, sharing, it it is going to happen uh, when you are creating something, uh, be a business or you're in a, the, a point of change in your life, you want to do something different. There will always be like, a, how do you say, a counter force, una contrafuerza. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because every action has, has a reaction and it, it mm -hmm. will manifest and it could be, um, your family not thinking that well, what are you doing with inventing and, and uh, it could then change and they will be the supporting and uh, it, it, everything can happen when you're creating something professionally, personal brand, whatever, oh, there will always be uh, a counter force. I know it's, it's redundant, but to, to give an example, uh, I moved back here Uh, almost uh, it, February will be the year. And now uh, a friend of mine that uh, he's married and he has a, a daughter and all that stuff. He got married, I think at uh, 26 or 25. And I'm like, I'm not uh, getting married after I have my finances. I don't, everyone in Puerto Rico is always like, oh, you're 25. Why don't you have a, a family and kids and stuff like that? social pressure and I'm like and yeah. the point being now he he, he doesn't uh, call to say oh how are you how do you, have you been doing blah blah he just calls to tell me oh, how much money are you making is your company paying you for where you're staying and those are questions like dude I, I don't mind answering them but can you just ask uh, dude how are you whatever <laughs> it has to be like those very It's weird, and the thing is, he yeah. on a video of someone doing like a, a stupid movements as Bruce Lee, and oh look at you! <laughs> I saw you in a video, and I'm like, and he posted and he shares it, and it's not that I'm very serious with what I do because I'm goofy and I have fun, but I'm like, dude, are you, what are you doing? Did you stay in high school? We're not in high school anymore. And he says to myself, oh, my bad. Now we're old and our, uh, how do you say, uh, sour. And I'm like, dude, no se trata de eso. It's just that I don't find it funny that out of the blue, you're trying to mock me. It's about self-respect. I can joke and stuff, but I don't find it funny. And he's like, oh, oh, now that you move to the States, you're very uh, uh, old, high society. And I'm like, and oh my God, like, wow, dude, and, come on. And then he wrote me an inbox telling me, uh, oh, uh, I didn't mean to disrespect you, blah, blah, blah. But if you, if you feel lower because of what I'm saying, if you feel lower uh, about what people think, and I'm like, I, I wanted to answer him, but I'm just like, he has done it so many times and I'm like, dude, it's not about that. You know, uh, I'm sharing this mm -hmm. 
I feel for you, dude, because he he tells me that he's now fat and bald and he has to maintain the, the, his daughter and his family and he's done demolition. I'm like, dude, you know, I feel for you, but that is not my problem. You're trying to like drag me mm -hmm. because you made a yeah. decision in your life. So you, you have to be a man and say to yourself, oh, I am to this point, so what should I do to change? Not try to criticize others because it is funny for you. You know, you know what? That is that is toxic mentality. And 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 he says sorry, but at the same time, he says uh, he tries to like point the finger at like, oh, you you're feeling lower because you felt bad of something that I said. And I'm like, it it doesn't make any sense. You know, that there's so many ways to. Like, hey, it's bro, like, it, are you feeling it? You know? Yeah, you no, know, it's, it's just like, it, to me, it's almost like rationalizing misery, you know? Yes. Like, you know, it's like, you know, just like my station, like maybe that person station in life isn't that great, you know? He says he's fat, he says he's bald, he's, you know, probably in a situation that he'd rather not be in, right? And he sees a person like you, you know, maybe being creative, having fun, so on and so forth. And, you know, instead of like, you know, coming out and saying, what's up, how you doing? Like, you know, it's his first thing is to like come out and criticize you. You know what I mean? Because that's how he feels in his own life. I don't know if that makes sense, mm -hmm. you know? And so he needs to kind of like rationalize his misery by kind of like, making you know pointing out and mocking you and stuff like that even and even when he apologizes here his apologies are loaded and stuff like that because he's so you know tied up in in you know he's so tied up in being self-defense you know defending himself and being defensive and self-conscious about who he is at that moment you know when he has the opportunity to change and, and improve his situation as well you know what i mean he does without a doubt you know and i hope if that's what he wants for himself, I hope he did, he gets there. Absolutely. And you know, the funny thing, this is kind of a self-disclosure, but it's at the same time, it's an example that when you're trying to progress, even though you want the best for, for the people around you, if they don't want help, you can't help them. Because I told him, dude, they pay uh, a great amount of, of income in for, from a starting point and both you mm -hmm. and your wife can make money and, and have more income. I told him, that because there is a referral program that I could refer them to the company and help them of course. out. I told them. Mm -hmm. that. And he's like, no, I'm going to Malaysia. But at the same time, he's complaining that he's he has too much weight so the militia won't get him in the program. And I'm like, I, 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 I'm beyond helping him because if I'm giving you a solution but you're finding a problem in that solution, how can I help you, dude? <laughs> You know? No, it's right. It's right. No, and people, you know, and I and I think you said this already. People, before you help anybody, they have to one, help themselves, and number two, be you know, ask for the advice. You know, I I rarely give advice to people who don't ask for it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because those are the people less willing to listen. And you know, the the, the saying the saying. I don't remember. I know the saying in Spanish, but not in English. But people have to burn themselves to learn 
to make changes, you know, making changes isn't something that we learn implicitly or just do mm -hmm. implicitly. If not, life would be easy. I, I mean, it would be boring even, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But people have to go through situations to be able to provoke a change in who they are and what they want for themselves. And it's a tough, and it's a tough call. You know what I mean? It's tough for people to do that because they're so caught up in their own situations and their own way of thinking. And it could be, sometimes it could be so negative, dude. It could be so negative mm -hmm. that we forget you know, they forget that they're able to change and they're able to embrace change, basically, you know, sorry for the redundancy. So, yeah. So I think every, and I, I think anyone, anyone who's willing to make a change and not look at the change as something that is, has to be drastic, but changes like little pieces of changes every single day, you know what I mean? I think that's the way to go. People think, oh, I'm going to change for the better and stuff like that. It doesn't work that way, man. It does not. That's like a crash and burn strategy. Like you have to think to yourself, I'm going to change, but I'm going to change in short increments. You know, like, for example, if I want, you know, if I'm a person that I, and I feel like I'm overweight and, and I need to get my weight in order, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm not going to go to the gym for an hour because I know I can't handle it. I'm going to go and yeah, I'm going to pump some iron for 10 minutes right today and then maybe next week i'm going to pump iron for i'm going to pump iron for 20 minutes mm -hmm. and the next week 30 minutes and next week 40 and so on and so on and so on you know and that way we can kind of like okay now i kind of like you know i'm ready to make a gradual change and a gradual mm -hmm. changes over time are are something that could be maintained you know as opposed to oh i'm going to go to the gym for 40 minutes every single day this week and then you come out and you're burned out and you never want to do it again. So it's all about like being able to exactly. be disciplined with the consistency in small doses that gradually increase over time. And yeah. It's good that you mentioned that because of that uh, change that I did of, uh, there's, there's another story that I would, uh, that I will share with you in another podcast. If you have me, right? right. Um, of course, of course. I, I, I didn't get any, any uh, sufficient time to do exercises. So I've gained a little bit of weight, but I know how to get back on track, putting a realistic goal, like- uh, uh, Yes, being realistic. First to two weeks, just start from 10 to 15 minutes workout. You can, uh, and I can do five minutes in the, and it's very small, right? But you still sweat. <laughs> create that friction right five minutes mm -hmm. on, uh, how do you say a treadmill so you have five minutes the treadmill, right. and 10 minutes on pumping iron you won't make a lot of uh muscles because you're running but that's also a little bit of a myth that i've learned that if you run you can't make um muscle it depends if you run a lot well you're <laughs> you might but if you're running just to warm up your body it is okay and you lose weight and at the same time how do you say um mm -hmm. you 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 get fit uh, more quickly at least in my metabolism that is not a super fast metabolism it has worked and i'm on my 29s yeah. so i i know it can be done yeah. gradually absolutely of course of course i agree with you as a fellow 29 year old i agree absolutely <laughs> of course of course man manu you You've given, you've dropped so many gems today. 
Thank you, brother. You dropped so many brother. gems today, and you sh- and you shared so much today. And I thank you for, you know, jumping on the podcast and sharing that knowledge with me. I really do appreciate it. Do you have any final words for the audience? Anything you'd like to say? Uh, first of all, man, um, thank you for this opportunity. Uh, I've been wanting to Absolutely. also create content again and, and share to, like, how do you say, um, calentar los motores, get the motor running. Yeah, uh, absolutely. To anyone listening uh, that is thinking I'm giving up or life is hard, um, just know that to breathe, to have the opportunity to see and and have a, a thinking mind and not only a thinking mind to feel just move yourself towards hope move yourself towards something that you can just right. feel balanced no, it doesn't have to be happy because happiness is a it's a fleeting moment just feel balanced and to not give up it doesn't matter what your thoughts are banging it's just what the, the feeling of of being alive that energy inside you can propel you mm-hmm. into getting that inner peace gradually and the end goal it, it doesn't have to be happiness it's to just be balanced and feel right. good with the person that you're seeing in the mirror it's right not, right uh, but just know that as long as you're alive there is hope beautiful I love it Thank I love you. it as long as you're alive there's hope everybody Manuel Enrique Dímelo Manu thank you very much brother thank you man I hope I hope to talk to you in the future we'll see you know further down the line I'll see you further down the line And I'm looking forward to more content from you, brother. Take care, okay? Bless you, man. Absolutely. I'm going to I'm going to stop.